Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless you again and again. We are thanking Almighty God for today. Truly, the Lord is good and he's worthy to be praised. Uh, We're going to get right into uh, our study for today. I tell you, God is so good all week long. I was just listening to hear uh, what the Lord had for me on today. And, uh, of course, as always, he comes through and gives me what he wants me to say. As I said, I hope all is well with each and every one of you. We're praying for you that God will continue to strengthen you and bless you during these difficult times as we go through this pandemic. We don't know how long it's going to last. But however long, we pray God be with you and your family. Be safe. Do the right thing. Amen. And God will forever keep you. Let's take a look at the word of the Lord. I'm going to give you the scripture that we're going to be covering. I have three uh, today. And I pray I'll be able to get through uh, all three of them. And uh, let me give them to you here. If you have your pen and paper, you can write them down and go back, as always, in your study and private devotion time and meditate over them. And you, God may show you something that I miss. Uh, the first scripture will be the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse 10 through 17. Okay, again, that's Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse 10 through 17. You got that? Okay, we'll move from there and we'll go to... Um, 2 Corinthians, the book of 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. 2 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 4 through 5. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. And the last one is the book of St. Luke. St. Luke, the 22nd chapter, uh, verse number 31. That's St. Luke 22 and verses 31. All right. Those are the scriptures we're going to be dealing with today. And I hope uh, these scriptures find you well, and I know they'll help you a bunch. Uh, I want to use today uh, just for a subject. So if you write the subject down that I'm going to be uh, dealing pretty much with, uh, the subject will be the armor of God is for your protection. The armor, the armor of God is for your protection. Well, let's just look right down into the word of the Lord and see what he's, see what Paul is saying to the church of Ephesus in the sixth chapter of Ephesians, uh, verse number 10. I, I, my desire and I thought uh, uh, within myself is uh, in a lower key this morning, if the Lord allow me, but the same word is always good. So we'll just go as the Lord lead us, okay? Uh, sixth chapter, verse number 10. Uh, the armor of God is for your protection. Okay, you got that? The armor of God is for your protection. That's what we're dealing with today. Living in this world, we need some type of protection because so much is going on uh, with our families, our friend, friends, our neighbors, on the job. we in this world, and I want to remind you that this world is, is evil. The scripture said this present evil world it is evil, and it's getting no better. It's not going to get any better. And the things that's going on in this world 
are designed purposely to offset you as an individual. Only the strong will survive, but it's designed to trip you up, to trap you, to overthrow you, to hinder you. Uh, these, these things are designed by Satan, and I'll show you today in Scripture uh, exactly what we're dealing with. These scriptures are familiar. We went over them several times, and uh, uh, we'll continue to go over them because they are a reminder. And sometimes we, as God's people, we need to be reminded. We're so uh, uh, soon to forget. We human. We forget. We forget what happened last year. We forget to happen the year before that. We just forget people. We forget uh, uh, things. We forget sayings. We forget events. We forget things that happen until somebody refresh our memory of what happened. So we have to be reminded. That's what Peter said. He said, I want to I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. So today, this is just uh, reminding you of what you already know, and uh, it's good to be reminded, okay? Look at what he said here in verse number 10. Paul said to the church of Ephesus, he said, uh, finally, finally, you know what that means, finally, after everything is all over, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's very, very important that you and I, brothers and sisters in Christ, that we be strong in the Lord. Well, of course, you, I said the only the strong going to survive. In this world, we must be strong because they're coming after you. They're coming after me. And what you going to do when they come knocking on your door? When I'm talking about the enemy, I'm talking about the spiritual forces of, of, of evil, of darkness. What you going to do when they come uh, knocking on your door? So Paul is saying to this church here, he said, now, be strong. Be strong is very important. There's no time to be weak. There's no time to give in to the powers and the influences of this world uh, that, that are out there. There's no time for that. So he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Look at verse number 11. He goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So, well, Paul, what are you saying? What do you mean right here? Put on the whole armor, not part of the armor. Some of us may have on part of the armor, uh, uh, you know, but he's saying put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand. I, I like what he said there. I'm going to draw a contrast between this scripture, verse 11, and verse number 13. We're back up, and I'll show you the contract, uh, contrast between these two scriptures. He said, put on the whole armor of God. Now, I look up the word armor, armor, uh, armor. And what is it? A-R-M-O-U-R. What is the armor? Uh, armor is any defensive or uh, protective clothing. That's what it is. Armor is a type of uh, defensive or uh, a protective clothing. And we see here Paul is instructing the church, put on the armor of God. Not so much of the suit that one put on, uh, like the knight put on, the um, knight in shiny armor. He goes out and fight. Uh, but not that type metal type armor, which was a type of protective uh, gear that he used in fighting and combat against his opponent. Well, 
the Lord Jesus Christ is not instructing us to put on such a such a type of armor as that. But God has his own type of armor that we as Christians must wear daily as we go out into the world, even as we live amongst each other in our home, uh, a defensive or protective clothing. So many people have gotten caught up and caught out without this protective armor, without this protective clothing. We must put on the whole armor of God. And the reason why we have to put it on, he said that we might be able to stand, check that out, that we might be able, that's the key word, that you might be able. So many people today, brothers and sisters, are not able, they weren't able, and they're still not going to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Check that out. W-I-L-E-S, wiles of the devil. And that word wiles means tricks, his tactic, the things that he's going to throw after you. He's going to come after us, the traps that he's going to set. To be able to stand against those traps, uh, uh, we must put on the whole armor of God. So this is what he's saying. Put on this armor that you might be able. Now, without it, I'm telling you, without it, brothers and sisters, you can't do it. You cannot make it. Somebody said, well, I heard people say, well, I'm going to quit when I get ready. Some said, well, when I get tired, I, I, it, it's not addictive. It's not a habit for me. I can quit when I want to. Don't fool yourself. You need to put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the things in life that will come against you and I to offset us from doing our Lord's will. So he said, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able. I don't know about you, but I want to be able. As I go in and out uh, through uh, uh, this country, through this city, Memphis, and everywhere else that I go, I want to be able to stand against whatever come against me. And the only way to do that, I must put on this suit of armor, this spiritual, spiritual. Now, this is not natural. Put on this spiritual suit of armor that's going to protect me against the wiles, the tricks of the devil. Believe me, brothers and sisters, the devil come in many, many ways. Scripture said that he will come as a sheep in wool clothing. So that's a trick. So you got to be able to stand against that. You got to know that we're going to have our wolves dressed up like sheep. So how do you know when you got on a suit of armor, when you're in the things that God said you should be in, you'll be protected from those that are pretending, those that are, 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 are you know, impersonators. They're trying to uh, impersonate God's people, but they're not real. They're not real. So when you put on this suit of armor, you may be able to stand. I want you today, brothers and sisters, to stand. There's so much coming against us, men and women, boys and girls. There's so much coming after your children today. For them to be able to stand, you have to be suited up. And also you have to teach your children that they might be suited up, that they too might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now check out verse 12. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against 
powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Oh, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you today and let you know that this thing is bigger than you and I. It's bigger than you can imagine. The forces that are out there, the things that are out there that, that's coming at you and I, and it's going to get worse. He said, for we wrestle. We are not wrestling. Sometimes we think our, our fight is against another man. Sometimes you think your fight against a, is against a woman or against a person in, 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 in particular. Your fight is not against that person. Your fight is spiritual. Now, it may be that spiritual, it may be uh, within that individual, but it's not really the individual, but it's the spirit that's in him. So we can come uh, uh, correct and, and the, that individual and, and get the spirit that's in that the individual, that wrong spirit that's in him, if we can get that out, then there will be no battle. And so the battle that we are having is the wrong spirit has entered into the minds and in the hearts of God's people. You'd be surprised on a day-to-day -day basis how many people you meet that has a bad spirit, that has a bad attitude, that's, not, that's just hostile, just not pleasant to be around. Everybody is so angry. Have you noticed that? Everybody is angry. Everybody you meet, they're angry. They're driving down the street at the red light. They're angry. You're going down the road. They cut you off. They're angry. What are they so angry about? The wrong spirit has entered into the hearts of these people. I pray it don't be any in any in any of you this spirit, but that, that you might have the spirit of Christ. But he said, we wrestle not against flesh. And blood. So my battle is not you. It may be something that's inside of you, but it's not you. And so uh, we have to understand that. But we wrestle against principalities. Principalities, that means authority, the authorities that be against powers. There's powers out there against the rulers of darkness of this world. That our fight is with the devil himself. The devil is, is a well, this thing is a well organized uh, 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 army that we're up against. He is well organized. I want you to understand that. Amen. Christian, we face a spiritual conflict with Satan and a host of evil spirit. You have to understand that, and they are well organized. You can't outthink the devil. You can't outdo the devil. You can't beat the devil. Our only defense against him is the word of God. Listen to what he said. Again, but we wrestle not against uh, flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers. These people, these are rulers of darkness. Some people, they don't believe, well, ain't nothing out there. There's no rulers of darkness. They don't believe that the devil exists. There are those out there that don't believe the devil exists, but I want you to understand this. The devil is real. Just like God is real, the devil is real. You must believe that he is. The scripture teaches us that, amen, he is real. The darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. And there are people in well, spiritual wickedness in high places. There are people in high position who are set up by the devil himself, whether it be in the school system, whether it be in the government system, whether it be in uh, at the very top. 
these men and folks are set up by Satan. And this is how the devil is going to destroy our world. This is how he's going to destroy our boys and girls. The only way the devil knows is the only way to defeat the family is to, is to teach the family. We have to be taught. If we send our children to school, we have to make sure that they have good teachers because the devil is in the school too. And he knows they're going to, uh, we, we send our kids to school. And this is how many of our children are going to be destroyed through the school system. They're not teaching anymore. They're indoctrinating our children with all this crazy stuff. And so we teach them to go to school to get an education, but they're getting something else other than that. So there's spiritual wickedness in high places. The only way to get up is to get in the place of authority, get in these high positions, and then they're in, in, in position to set rules and make rules and make laws that are contrary to the word of God, and when they are elected to these positions, there's nothing you can do about it but put up with these devils until it's time for them to get out. So they understand uh, this thing is well orchestrated, and they know just how to get to the heart and the mind of God's people. That's why we have a check on our children in school. You need to know your child's teacher, and your child's teacher needs to know you. You need to know whether the teacher got a problem with your child and make sure that he's not picking on your child or mistreating your child. These things we know that need to know. When we send our children off to school, we don't check on them. We don't go to the PTA meeting. We don't do nothing. We just leave our children to these teachers to do whatever they want to do with them. And believe me, if they have their way, your children are going to come back home just as crazy and out of whack and out of line as they need to be. So their spiritual weakness in high places, verse number 13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor, not part of it, there it is again, the whole armor uh, of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all the stand, uh, verse 14 says, stand therefore. So sometimes people say, well, I'm so tired. I've been dealing with it. I've been fighting so long. Well, he, Paul said right here, having done all to stand, and when you've done everything you can do, everything you know to do to stand, he said, keep on standing. Don't take down because you, you've done everything you know to do. Keep on standing. Having done all to stand, he said, stand therefore, brothers and sisters, having your loins girded, the loins at the, the lower extremity, your hips and your, your lower abdomen, have it girded about with truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness. We're going to come back to these things. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15 said, and your feet shone with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And verse 16 said, above all, Take the shield of faith, wherewith you might be able to quench all the fiery dots. There it is right there. The fire, fiery dots of the wicked. Sometimes some things that the devil throw at you, the devil got some hot trials that he'll throw at you. I mean some trials and some temptation that's so hot, you may have to go outside and try to fan yourself because it's so hot. So the devil going to come with some fiery trial. I mean, he'll put you in a predicament where, I mean, you may have to pace the floor. You don't know what to do. So the devil got some fiery darts that he will throw after you. Now, verse number 17, or at you, verse 17 says, And take the helmet of salvation 
the helmet of salvation. These things are very important. We're coming back to that. And the sword of the Spirit. Put on the sword of the Spirit and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And verse 18 said, Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, here in this particular book, the chapter, Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus, and he encouraging them to put on the whole armor of God. What is the armor? I told you the armor is the protective, a protective clothing, a defensive or a protective covering that we put on. And this protective covering is a spiritual thing. It's not a suit. It's not physical. It's not carnal. It's a spiritual suit of armor that God has designed in his word that you and I should wear daily as we go out into the public, as we go to our work, as we go into the supermarket, up and down the street. We must have on this defensive and protective covering of God, which is spiritual, that we might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, what are those, what are those uh, 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 protective armor? He should put on the whole armor of God. What are these armors? Paul gave us a list. I have a list of eight of them. Let me name them for you. We went through them, but let me just lay them out real close. These are God's uh, uh, defensive and protective clothing. Number one, he said, let your loins be girded with truth. That's the lower part of your hip. And the lower abdomen, you know, be girded with truth because that's where your strength lies in your legs and in your hips. Uh, uh, let it be girded with truth. The, your loins, the lower extremity, we have to be girded with truth. Number two, he said, put on a breastplate of righteousness. This is a, a defensive and protective cover. The breastplate, think about the chest area. Amen. It's very uh, vital things are in our chest. Where the heart is there, the other things that are in our chest are so important. So they have on this breastplate. It's a spiritual breastplate. And he said this breastplate is not carnal, but it's a spiritual breastplate. And the breastplate is righteousness. Number two, uh, this, this defensive covering, he said, let your feet be shown with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, this armor, you got to cover your feet. So many people's feet are not covered. That's why folks running here, running there, and running, telling lies, running, receiving lies, running, gossiping, running here, running over there. We got to cover our feet so we won't run to all these stuff and won't have people running to us. Our feet have to be covered. With the gospel of peace. And when the gospel of peace is, is, is covering our feet, that will cause us to know the word of God. And we won't be running to the, uh, the cause mischief, running to cause divide, running to cause problem between neighbors and friends. And so many people are running here and there, keep up a lot of mess. Some people, they just love uh, disturbing. They love, they very, um, the word I'm trying to find, they love uh, just a lot of chaos. A lot of chaos, drama. Yeah, there it is right there, drama. People love drama. See, but they, they love all this drama. They're drama queen, drama king. Their feasts are not shown with the uh, uh, preparation of the gospel of peace. These are spiritual protective covering that God has given us. In verse number, number four, he said, 
uh, this spiritual uh, protective uh, covering is uh, a shield. You know what a shield is good. A shield is good for blocking things. When the devil throws something at you, you can you can throw your shield up and block it. So many of us, we, we don't have no defense. No defense at all. When things come at us, we just receive it. It goes in our mind, messes all up. But you got to learn to block some of that stuff, brothers and sisters. Some of the things that devil the folk bring you, you you got you got to tell them, learn to tell. That I don't want to hear that mess. Take it right on back where it come from. So you got you got to block some things with the shield of faith because you don't want to think bad about nobody. You don't want to think evil of no one. So so you have to you learn to use a shield to block some of the things that the devil is going to be throwing after you. The next protective covering is the helmet. He said, take the helmet of salvation. Just think a helmet on your head. A helmet is very, very important to a motorcycle rider, any people that ride, even bikes and other, even to other toys that they might ride. A helmet is very, very important because if you fall, the helmet is there to protect your head. What's all in your head? You don't want to have brain damage. You don't want to have hurt anything in your head because the Bible says if the head is sick, the whole heart faints. The body is all messed up if your head messed up. So what I'm saying, you want to protect your head against the spiritual thing that might come against you in life. You hear, you hear things, you see things, and you need to have this spiritual helmet on to protect your mind. Some things I don't want to know. Some things I don't want to hear. Some things I don't want people to bring me. So I got this protective gear on called the helmet of salvation to block out all that interference, to block out all that disturbance that, that they bring to me. I learned to block a lot of things, brothers and sisters. And you too need to learn to block some of these things that people say and people bring to you. He, that, so this is a, a protective covering that God has gave us, given us uh, the, in the armor of God. And here is one, one more. is the armor of salvation, the shield of faith. Then the, the next one is the armor of salvation, where we have to put on uh, the helmet. That I'm talking about the helmet. The helmet of salvation. Put that on. The next one is the sword of the spirit. You know, a soldier in the army they are equipped with weapons. They got the gun, they got the sword, they got the pistol, got the bayonet on the end of the gun. You you have to learn to use these weapons, but that that's that's a carnal thing. But in the spiritual realm, the people of God have weapons also. And, and and one other weapon that he named here that spiritual, he said the sword. Now we're not walking around with swords on our side, but I do have a sword, and that sword is the word of God. The word of God knows how to cut things that's not right. And, and when you take a look at a sword, if you know the makeup of it, well, a sword is sharp on both sides, both ends. The front, the back, both ends are sharp. And know it comes to a sharp point, king point at the end. And so this this is this is all made for a reason. The pointed end is made for piercing. The piercing into things. Amen. The sharpness is, it, it cuts going in on one side, sharp on the other side, it cuts coming out. 
So we need to have our spiritual sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I'm telling you, the word of God will cut down anything that, that shouldn't be. It'll cut going in. It'll cut coming out. It'll pierce the soul. It'll pierce the heart. So many minds and hearts today need to be pierced with the sword of the spirit. Our minds are poisoned by the garbage that we've been receiving. Our hearts are messed up by the garbage that we are receiving. Our soul is all messed up. We need the sword of the spirit to cut our soul, to pierce our heart, to pierce our mind. It's very important that you have this protective covering, this protective gear, that is the sword of the spirit. Another protective gear he, he named here, he said, praying always uh, with supplication in the spirit. So praying is a protective covering. It's a protective gear. It's a, de a defensive uh, item that we need to learn to use. So many of us, we just don't pray. We don't pray enough. Some, I used to pray. Look, brother, you got to find yourself sometime on your knees. So somewhere in a solitary place and pray. It, it's no harm in praying. You remember, Jesus said, men ought to always pray. If you're a man, you need to be praying because the devil is certainly coming after the man. The man needs to always know how to pray. Man, don't depend on your wife to pray or do all the praying. Pray for me, honey. Pray for me. You need to be praying for honey, man. You the man. Men ought to always pray. Pray for everybody. Pray for the children. I pray for my children. I pray for my family. I pray for my neighbor. I'm a praying man. Every man needs to know how to pray because things, the weight of the world and the weight of everything is on your shoulder. So you need to be a praying soldier. Praying is a defensive and a protective gear in the spiritual realm that God has given us. And I'm telling you, prayer will work. When won't nothing else work, I'm here to tell you prayer will work. Prayer won't fail. Prayer will bring you out. Prayer will lift you up. Prayer will carry on down the road. Prayer will make a way. Brothers and sisters, you got to learn how to pray. Prayer will help you deal with a bad situation, uh, whatever it might be, a bad a bad marriage, bad husband, bad wife. Learn how to pray, and God will get you through. That is a defensive and a protective gear in the spiritual realm that God has given us. Oh, but some of us, we just don't know how to pray. We don't pray enough. We are fussed. We are argue, we'll start a fight, we'll, we'll just, just cause some drama, but we don't want to pray. Come on, brothers and sisters, we got to learn to pray for this old evil world and pray for our family. Number eight, one more protective gear, and he said, watch with perseverance and supplication with all, with all the saints. So we got to learn how to watch. Remember, Jesus said, watch as well as pray. So you got to be a watchful person. If you're watching, you'll see some things. So many of us, we get caught up, we get tripped up, we get, we just get messed up and fall into the trap because we are not watching. Watch, brothers and sisters, watch one another, watch the devil, watch, watch. We God said, watch as well as pray. So these are part of what Paul is talking about. Put on the whole armor of God. We gotta be watching. Now I want to show you the contrast between verse eleven and verse number thirteen. Look at this, then we're gonna move right along. Verse number 11, he said, put on the whole armor of God. Why, Paul? That you might be able to stand 
against the wiles, the tricks of the devil. Put this armor on that you might be able to stand. Okay? You want to be able to stand. Put it on that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now look at verse 13. 13 says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. There it is again. That you might be able to stand in the evil day. And having all having done all to stand to stand. Now what what the contrast is, he said in both verses eleven and thirteen, put on the armor of God. But but eleven he said, he said that you might be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. Verse 13 said, put on the arm of God that you might be able to stand in the evil day. See, both of them are coming. The devil coming and the evil day is coming. And therefore, you want to put on the arm of God that you might be ready for both of them. Well, the evil day and the devil. You want to be able to deal with both of them. Be able to stand uh, uh, the evil day. And, and, and the word uh, to be able to stand against the devil uh, what he's saying is that you might be able to oppose him. You will be able to oppose the devil, oppose and resist and endure. That's what means we'll stand, that you might be able to stand in the evil day, oppose him. So, man, we can't oppose him. We give in. When he bring it, we'll take it. God don't want you to be like bro that, brothers and sisters. He bring it, we can't resist it. He bring it, we we can't we 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 we'll 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 go through it, we'll deal with it. But to, but to be able to stand in the evil day against the wiles of the devil and stand against uh in the evil day, we got to put on this whole armor of God. One more scripture, let me show you. We're moving right along. Look at Second Corinthians D ten chapter. Very, very important, sister. If you want to be able to oppose him, you cannot oppose him on your own. You cannot resist him on your own. You have to be suited up to be able to oppose him and to resist him. Look at Second Corinthians, the uh, uh, 10th chapter, and looking at verse number 4. Verse 4 said, for the weapons of our warfare are not current. There it is. So Paul, again, now he's telling the Corinthian saints, he told them, uh, he, the Ephesus saints, put on the armor of God, and he named them the shield of faith, the helmet, the breastplate of righteousness, feet shone with the preparation of, of, of peace, the breastplate of righteousness, your lowest girded. And then he said, put on the, the helmet of salvation. All these things he told them to put on. Then he come back and told the saints in Corinth, he said, for our weapon are not carnal. So these things that he mentioned are not carnal. They are not physical. They are not, they're, they're, they're not tangible things. But these are spiritual weapons that we as God people need to learn how to use. For the weapons that we fight with are not come. See, you as a child of God, you don't need a physical sword. You don't need a knife. You don't need a gun to fight the devil with. You know, you need something else, brothers and sisters. When the devil bring you evil thoughts, don't go get a gun. Don't go get a knife. You need you need a spiritual weapon to fight that fellow. So what I'm saying is, make sure you put on this spiritual suit of armor that you might be able to withstand in that evil day and against the wiles of the devil. Let's go on here. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, there it is, but mighty through God. What we just saying, these weapons that we have named, they are mighty. They are strong, mighty through God. 
do to pull him down a stronghold. Now, you want to pull down some stronghold. There's a lot of strongholds out here. Look, drugs is a stronghold. Alcohol is a stronghold. All these addictions in life are strongholds. These are things that get, people get wrapped up in that they can't get away from on their own. There are lots of strongholds out there. Marriage is a stronghold. Uh, and these are some, a lot of strongholds out there that you can find yourself in that you cannot get out of easily. The only way to get out of these situations is through the word of God by putting on the whole armor of God. He said, for the weapons of our warfare, warfare is not carnal, but they are mighty. Yes, it is. Don't tell me what prayer won't do. Don't tell me what the shield of faith won't do. Don't tell me what the helmet of, helmet of salvation won't do. Don't tell me what the sword of the spirit won't do. God said it's mighty. If you use it, brother and sister, you can get the job done. You will be one well-prepared soldier if you use these spiritual weapons that God has given Two saints. Check this out. He said, for they are mighty through God. Through God, not me, but through God. Not you, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. All right, if you want to pull something down, get the weapons. Get your weapon, brothers and sisters, and pull them down. That's the only way to pull them down is get your weapon. You can't stop. You can't quit. You can't overcome unless you... Get your weapon. Soldier, prepare yourself for battle. Verse number five, he said, casting down imagination. Oh, yes. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We have to learn. We learn through the word of God how to bring our thoughts into captivity. Our thoughts have to be brought into subjection. You, If you're not careful, your mind will run away with you. Your imagination will, some people will say, he got a big imagination. She got a big imagination. Your imagination will run away. But you have to bring your imagination into captivity, unto subjection, into the obedience of Christ. Don't let your mind just run like that. Bring it on in. Grow it up. Bring it in and make it become subjective to the word of God. Because you can't do all those food devilish things that come into your mind. You will be one messed up individual. So we have to make our mind behave. You can't do that. I can't go there. I can't have that. I don't do that. Make your mind behave and make it behave with the spiritual weapon that God has given us. My last scripture, and I'm going to let you go. Check this out in the book of St. Luke. I, here's something I want each and every one of you to know and understand this real well. If you don't get nothing else, make sure you get this. The book of St. Luke, the 22nd chapter, look at verse 31. Now, the Lord remind the apostle Peter. The apostle Peter was one of uh, uh, God's favorites uh, 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 individuals in the gospel. He had his inner circle, Peter, James, and John. Now, Peter was a spokesperson. Why did God use Peter as a spokesperson? Sometimes I often wonder. He used Peter as a spokesperson because Peter was outspoken. He wasn't soft. He spoke his mind, he, and, and he, didn't, he didn't spare a whole lot of feelings. He, he spoke whatever came to his mind. He was, I mean, he would just, he would just say it. 
When they came to get Jesus, Peter was right there with the sword, and he cut the man's ear off. You ain't going to have our Lord. So Peter was a very outspoken person. And so God loved people that are outspoken. He can use that. But all thing about it, you need to be outspoken about the things of God. Be outspoken about the Scripture, not trash, not, not just in general conversation. But you're going to be outspoken. Let's be outspoken about the things of God. Speak up for Jesus. Say something about the Lord. You know, don't just speak up in yourself, but speak up about the things of God. When you see injustice, when you see things that are not right, don't keep silent. Speak up for the Lord. So God chose Peter uh, to be his spokesperson because he will speak up. And so he said, he said, verse 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, that's Peter, behold, Satan has desired to have you. This is very important. I remind, remind the saints from time and time again. It's very important. You need to know that the devil wants you. The devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to destroy your children. The devil wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy the peace that God has given you. You have to know that he is your opponent. Don't go around thinking that he's not. He is your number one enemy in life. The devil and his wimps, his, his demons, they, they are your enemy, your opponent. So you got to understand this. So the Lord told Peter, Peter, the devil, Satan has desire to have you. Nobody have to tell me, Thomas, the devil wants you. I, I know he wants a piece of me. I know that for a fact. Each and every day he's chasing me. But you know what? He can't have me. Why? Because I belong to God. Satan has desired to have you, and he don't want you for no good. Check this out. That he may sift you as wheat. He want to sift you as, he want to make you nothing. He want to mess you up in life. I, being a country boy, I know what it like to a sifter is. We used to sift our flour, sift our meal, you know, and, and to, to, to get the get the impurities out, the things in there that we did not want. And so that we might have some good bread without all that other stuff in there. So Jesus told Peter, Peter, the devil, he, he desired to have you that he might sift you. And so I want you to understand, brothers and sisters, that Satan is on your track. He's on your trail, and he don't mean you no good. He wants to sift you. He wants to go through your life. He wants to bring all the bad, the ugly, and everything else in you out. He wants to sift you as wheat. So he might destroy you and cause your soul to be lost in these last and evil days. He don't mean us no good. Understand that. I know he's my number one enemy. I, I, I'm aware of that at all times, that he wants to destroy me. He wants to make my name mud, not bud, but mud. He wants to destroy you. The Bible says a good name is, is, is good. It's a good thing to have a good name. But he don't want nobody to have a good name. He wants to destroy you, destroy your reputation, man. He wanted, he wanted to destroy God's people. Check this out. But he says, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat. Verse 32, but I have prayed for you. That's what Jesus told Peter. He said, Peter, I prayed for you. I know that there was a desire to have you. You're my spokesperson. You're the one that's going to bring forth the first sermon on the day of Pentecost to open the doors of the church and let the folks come in. You're going to do that. I prayed for you because, and I prayed that, he said, I prayed for you that, that your faith fails not. And I'm praying today for you, brothers and sisters. I know the devil is after you. We've been out of church ever since Mars. 
I know the devil is on many of you, your trail. He's on your track. He may be on your back. Lord have mercy. But I pray for you that your faith fail not. And when we're able to go back in, everybody that came out can go back in, that we lost nobody. We lost no one to Satan. I pray for you that your faith fails not. But check this out. He said, and when thou art converted, when you get strong, when you get saved like you need to be, strengthen thy brother. It's very important that we get ourselves together so we can reach back and help somebody else. It's not all about you. It's all or not all about you. You got to think about somebody else. So he said, I pray for you that your faith fails not. Brother and sister, I want you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I pray for you. I pray for my sister. I pray for my neighbors. I pray for my brothers. I pray for my family that you all remain strong, that we don't be offset by the deeds and the devious things, uh, the tricks of the devil. Sister, don't let the devil trick you up. Don't let him fool you. Don't let him take advantage of you. Don't let him give you a bad name, a bad reputation where you you wear known by everybody and it ain't for the good thing or good thing don't let it mess you up like that brother same thing for you don't let the devil mess your name up or mess you all up that you well known among everybody not for the good but for the bad you're done i pray for you that you be that your faith fail you not and when you are converted strengthen somebody else because somebody else needed reach back and help somebody else Amen. So this is my word for you on today. Uh, the armor of God, the armor of God, brothers and sisters, it's for your protection. Keep it on. Put it on. Keep it on. So you'll be able to go in and go out. And that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You might be able to stand in the evil day. And brothers and sisters, it's up on us now. It's here. God bless you. I hope these words find you well. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.